0: Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, I am really, really sorry about the um, announcement yesterday. I swear it was not like uh, one of those teases. You know the tease? Wait, coming next, coming up, coming up after the break, coming up in an hour, coming up tomorrow, coming up in a week. Stay tuned. I promise I wasn't doing that. I am so sorry. You know I hate teases. Even when we had the big announcement for the Trump interview, what did I do? I told you right at the beginning of the show, hey, I got a big announcement. Let me just get to it. It was a Trump interview because I don't like wasting your time. So the big announcement yesterday um, obviously was the Fox News show. I'll get to that in a second. I was just really excited to tell you, but I had a bunch of other parties involved, obviously, and I have to wait. So um, my sincere apologies. I get to that. I've also got this part of the show today I think you're going to like called... What part of this was hard? The Biden administration overseeing the collapse of America basically in live time and a really, really troubling update on the Arizona election audit. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Why haven't you gotten a VPN yet? Get one. Go to expressvpn.com Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, let me get right to it. On Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Personal Defense Network. 2020 has brought unforeseen upheaval to our society, unfortunately. Many people realize that the police can't always be there for you. And the ability to defend yourself and your family is critical. You need to be prepared to defend yourself and your family. Personal Defense Network, PDN, has the world's largest collection of high-quality educational self-defense material on the Internet. From firearms to self-defense to home defense training, Personal Defense Network will come to your rescue, literally. PDN is an educational community built by patriots just like you. It has vital, easy-to-understand real-world tips, techniques, and tactics. Ladies and gentlemen, I can personally vouch for these videos. They are fantastic. The PDN team is the world's best instructors. They've been delivering life-saving information to people like you for over 15 years. Keep yourself and your loved ones safe. Learn how. Go to MyRightsMyHome.com, and the discount will automatically be applied at checkout. Their gold membership will be just $3 for the first year. It's our highest level of membership, and it's only $3, where it normally sells for $135. That's 98% off. You'll get access to everything from premium memberships I talked about in the past, plus nine free full-length video downloads, exclusive gold live streaming events with their trainers and experts. Their Ask the S-Work expert program, two free personal defense classes, two free skill development presentations, 60% off all video downloads, 20% off all classes in the PDN shop, 10% off all other PDN shop products. Guys, I'm an actual gold member. This is a no-brainer. Defend yourself. Get the best material out there today. Go to MyRightsMyHome.com and the discount will automatically apply at checkout. All right, Joe, let's go. There we go. All right. I uh, need that in the morning sometimes. A little rough night last night. Listen, let me just get this out of the way, too, in the beginning. Folks, uh, a couple things. Um, I'm very sorry about the audio content uh, on yesterday's show. Not the content, but the quality. It's our show. It is our duty here as a team to bring you high-quality content. It was it's a lot going on. It wasn't anybody's laziness. It's just we're working through the radio show. We have a lot of hardworking people here and we're tinkering with the audio. So, yes, yesterday's show, um, I did sound like Mike Tyson. I was not at the dentist. Um, I was not wearing a retainer. We were tinkering with the audio, maybe a little too much. So it'll be cleaned up today. But that is our responsibility. You have no responsibilities. My job is to present you with high quality content in the best way possible. You have no job. I owe you. You owe me nothing. I owe that to you. So I apologize. We do read your comments, but I, we have a lot going on here. Here was the big announcement yesterday. I uh, teased to death, to death because it died because I couldn't mention it because it didn't come out in time. Uh, Bongino.com, we have an article up. I encourage you to check it out. Fox News announces new Saturday primetime show with a dude named Dan Bongino who amazingly has the same name as me, and he looks like me too. He'll even sound like me because it's me. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I've been with Fox News for a very long time. I've been doing appearances there for 10 years. been working there for quite a few years right now. Um, I've never had my own show. This negotiation was ongoing, and I'm proud to be there. They wanted me. They wanted my content. Um, you know They're committed, and I'm committed to it. I will be on Saturday nights. So, yes, I know I have 100 jobs right now. It's okay. I promise you I'll live through it. You all work a lot harder than I do. You do. You all get dirt under your fingernails. I sit down and talk for a living. Saturday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, starting June 5th. I have a humble request to ask of you. Please set your DVRs now. Saturday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, formerly occupied by Greg Gutfeld, who moved to weekdays. The show will be flame, I promise you. Here was an appearance I did on Hannity last night. Sean was gracious enough to tease the show for us. just wanted to play this for you. Uh, check this one out. Fox News contributor Dan Bongino, we have a big announcement. He will now, next month, begin hosting an all-new Saturday primetime program, 10 Eastern, right here on the Fox News channel, and his radio show will be simulcast on Fox Nation. Mr. Bongino, take a bow, sir. You uh, Welcome to the family, although you've been a member of the family. I'm just, you know, you've got a major promotion in the family. Thank you, uh, Sean. I appreciate it. He was very generous last night. Also, my radio show will be launching nationwide, nationwide on radio stations around the country um, in, on uh, May 24th, coming right up. will also be available in video format on Fox Nation. So I encourage you um, to subscribe. Thank you very much, folks. I appreciate your patience. And sorry about the, re- the ongoing tease yesterday. <laughs> if you only knew what happened behind the scenes. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes of the show today. This is going to be a section of the show called What Part of This Was Hard? Now, I... I think of show ideas and themes as, you know, I'm working out, I'm sitting around my house. My show prep never stops because, again, I owe you the best show out there. I owe you evidence, facts, and data. I owe you uh, the time where you spend it here, where you can walk away and feel like you learned something from the show. And I thought last night when Sean gave me, after that segment tease of my show, gave me a minute or two to talk about the current state of the country, I said to Sean, what part of this was hard for Joe Biden? Everything we warned him about. Everything we warned the Biden administration about, we, meaning all of us conservatives out there, would happen if Joe Biden did something. We said this would happen. Everything happened. I'm going to show you some headlines in this segment called What Part of This Was Hard to show you how Joe Biden did X and then Y happened. And the reason I call this section of the show What Part of This Was Hard Is because you don't need to be an Albert Einstein, Stephen Hawking level of genius to have figured out that if Joe Biden did this thing, that this thing would happen. This was not some wonky political argument that, hey, what would happen if we told a bunch of immigrants from foreign countries who would migrate to the United States, hey, come here, We will then take your kids in, no problem. We'll pay a series of benefits. By the way, we're going to stop construction on the wall. We're going to welcome you with open arms. What would happen if we did that? (laughs) Stunner. Hundreds of thousands of people a month started coming to the United States illegally. Shocker. Well, of course I'm being unnecessarily sarcastic because what part of this was hard? On the what part of this was hard, let's start with immigration first. Because maybe headlines will make more sense to the leftists out there who couldn't figure this stuff out in advance when we all warned them. Washington Post. Biden cancels border wall projects Trump paid for with diverted military funds by Nick Miroff. Biden cancels a border wall. Now, what part of this was hard? If you are someone living in a foreign country, not just Central or South America, but anywhere in the world, and your desire is to come to the United States, what part of I'm canceling the border wall that's already paid for, what part of that message don't you get? I, I know this is complicated for the libs listening, but for the sane people in my audience, what message would you get? If you lived in a country called Kriplakistan and you wanted to move to Kritakistan, and Kratakistan said, we're not going to construct a border wall we already paid for. Would the Kratakistanis get the message that, hey, it's probably okay that I go there? I would and I'm not a Kritakistani. Wouldn't anyone? Is this hard? So after Biden sends this message to the international community... Don't worry, we'll take your kids, no problem. Just leave them at the border. We're not going to turn them away. They, they've said that. I can play the audio, but I got a lot to get to today. People, unsurprisingly, started coming to the United States, as evidenced by the second headline from the Washington Examiner, Beckett Adams, Biden owns the immigration crisis. Again, because what part of this was hard? Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's not it. That's not it. I I wish it were. You may say, gosh, Dan, things sound really bad. Folks, I don't want to depress you with the show. That's not my goal. These problems are fixable. I promise you on a good note, I'm telling you the bad stuff because we can fix it. We have been here before in really bad spots. We can fix it. Will we fix it? I don't know. Can we? Yes. Trump had the border crisis largely fixed, not solved but largely fixed. So what part of the government spending equation was hard? Someone in government, we warned the Biden regime, just like we warned him about immigration, open the borders and you're going to get an open border. (laughs) Well, we warned them also about the government spending problem, which to be fair has happened on the Republicans and Democrats. Bush spent a lot of money. The Trump administration spent a lot of money too. They said they didn't want to and Congress stuck it down their throats, but they did spend a lot of money too. We've warned Republicans and Democrats, when you spend a lot of money you don't have, you're going to have a bankruptcy problem. And you know what's going to happen? In order to pay for the government spending you don't have, what do you have to do? You have to print money. And when you print money, what happens? Gee, let me think about it. When you print a bunch of money and you don't produce more products to suck the money up like a sponge, it's more money chasing the same products, which surprisingly to the Biden administration leads to this thing called inflation. You can find these articles in my newsletter today if you need to read them yourself because you're a leftist and you think we're making them up or something. What part of this was hard on government spending? Washington Times, Stephen Dinan, back in February. The federal deficit's pegged at $2.3 trillion this year, says the CBO. $2.3 trillion. Ladies and gentlemen, our entire economy is worth about $20 trillion. So our deficit alone, not our government spending, the government spending we're spending that we don't have the money for, is $2.3 trillion, is a tenth of our entire economy's worth right now. Just this year's deficit. So if we don't have this money because we're running a deficit. Again, to our leftist friends, I'm sorry to insult you, but a deficit means that's the money we didn't have. So we spent $2.3 trillion this, this year we're going to, projected to. Well, where did we get the money if we didn't have it? We spent about, what, $4 trillion, $5 trillion. So we had about $3 trillion in taxes and spent $2.3 trillion more. Where more. Where did we get that from? Where did we get it from? Well, the answer, folks, is large swaths of it were printed. Yes, printed by our Federal Reserve, which through various fancy names, quantitative easing and otherwise, is basically printing money and giving it to our Treasury. Well, folks, again, what part of this was hard? When you print a bunch of money because you don't have money to spend because you ran out of tax dollars and you then spend in deficit by printing money and you print more money than the economy can absorb because we're not producing more products. Matter of fact, we don't even have gas right now in a lot of areas of the Southeast. There's a major gas crisis through the colonial pipeline uh, being shut down. Then what happens when, again, my liberal friends, I'm very sorry. I actually don't have any liberal friends, but let's pretend for a moment. We're just going to do reason here. Reason, facts, data, that kind of stuff. When you print a bunch of money to chase a bunch of products, and you print more money to chase the same number of products, that's more money for the same number of products, which means the products will cost more. Is what part of this is hard? What part of this is hard? Now, just like we can fix the immigration crisis quite quickly by going back to some of the things President Trump uh, Trump did, building the wall telling the Mexican, South American, Central Gover- Central American governments as well, hey, don't send people here, we're going to send them back. That actually worked. We can do the same thing about the inflation crisis and the debt crisis too. And again, ladies and gentlemen, none of this is hard. It's just that 535 of the dumbest people on planet Earth all seem to get elected to Congress at the same time. I take that back. There are a few good ones up there. 435 House members, 100 members of the Senate. Here's how you solve this problem quickly, and we can, and we will eventually, because as Herb Stein famously said once, what can't continue, won't. Number one, you just stop spending money you don't have. Oh my God, wow, Dan Bongino, you must be a genius. No, far from it. And then secondly, you don't print a bunch of money to chase a bunch of products. You try and keep your monetary base relatively stable. Again, I know these are stunning assertions. I mean, what do I know? I'm just a former cop and Secret Service agent. I Clearly, I'm not that bright. Hey, uh, we got a deficit problem. Maybe we shouldn't spend money we don't have. Genius! We got an inflation problem. Well, maybe we shouldn't spend money we don't have by printing more. Did you, uh, chase, same amount of product. Everybody's scratching their head in government like, Where do you get that idea? Again, what part of this is hard for the Biden administration to get and the rhino class too? They don't get a pass here either. What part of the stimmies was hard? I know I drove you nuts (laughs) here. I'm sorry. You know I could wear something out. It drives Paula crazy too. I must have said stimmy payments The stimulus payments. I heard they were called stimmies. I must have said that a hundred times in the show. A couple of you commented on Rumble and elsewhere. You're like, all right, Dad, you can wear some out. I get it. The show's for you. If it annoys you, it annoys me. But with the government stimulus payments, we're giving to people not to work. What part of this was hard? When government pays people not to work, pays people more to not work than to work, then why would a rational person go to work if they can make more money by not working? I'm just asking questions, folks. I'm just asking questions. Because this isn't difficult. But again, because we elected one of the dumbest human beings in the country into the White House, and then 535 minus a few other morons got elected to Capitol Hill, they can't seem to figure out that paying people not to work more than if they went to work, what calls people not to work. They're scratching their heads like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? Where did that happen? What happened? How did we, what's gone wrong? Before I get to the headlines on the government stimulus payments, I heard a uh, commentator on Fox yesterday, a liberal, And I I forget his name. I've seen him on. He was on during the daytime shows. Takes himself a little too seriously, in my opinion. He's like, the American people want to work. That doesn't mean anything that we're paying them more not to work, and they're not working in many respects. Folks, that's not an argument. The American people want to work as an appeal to emotion. Yes, they do. The country has 330 million people. But the hard reality is maybe 10 or 20 million of them right now aren't going to work. You saying they want to go to work does not comport with the facts that many of them are not working. That's not an argument. That's an appeal to emotion. Again, here's the headlines because our leftist friends have a tough time if they don't see it in a headline about government stimulus payments. Here's an article in Reason. Congress is paying people a lot of money to not work. Peter Suderman. This is back last year, by the way, from 2020, when they figured out this may be a problem. Again, what part of this is hard? Paying people not to work. Well, maybe they don't work if they get paid. Well, followed up by the Wall Street Journal article millions are unemployed. Why can't companies find work? <laughs> I'm. Sorry. I'm- I'm sorry to have to do this to you. I'm sorry to, again, this is all fixable. Build a wall, encourage foreign governments not to send people here illegally, don't spend money you don't have, don't print money you don't have, and don't pay people not to work when there are 8 million open jobs. What part of this is complicated? Is it just us? Is it just us? Are seriously, to my wonderful audience, are we all idiots? What part of this is all? What part? I want to cry right now. What part of this is hard? <laughs> what part is hard? All right. I've got two more pieces of our what part of this was hard segment. I got to get to Arizona, and I have a, another favorite ass. Sorry, a lot of favors in today's show. I, I'm just really, I don't need to. I, I, you owe me nothing. I'm just a favor. just an ass. Today's show brought to you by Teeter. With a teeter inversion table, you use gravity in your own body weight to decompress your spine, relieve pressure on your discs and surrounding nerves. Ooh, just teeter right over. Decompressing on a teeter inversion table for a few minutes a day is a great addition to anyone's daily routine. You can maintain a healthy spine, nice and supple joints, and an active lifestyle without the pain. If you have back pain, even if you don't, invert with teeter every day. And the nice part is you can change the angle. When i first started i was going totally vertical on my inversion table now i find a little more comfortable to be at like a 45 or so i love it i use it twice a day keeps my joints feeling great not just my back it takes the pressure off your back <sighs> it helps my shoulders too you know i have these awful shoulders i'm always whining about on the show over three million people have put their trust in teeter they've been the best known name in inversion tables since 1981. for bongino show listeners only you can get their latest teeter fit spine inversion table with bonus accessories stretch max handles and an easy reach ankle system for $100 off. Teeter Inversion Tables have thousands of reviews on Amazon with a very high 4.7 star rating. With this exclusive deal, you'll get $100 off when you go to teeter.com slash dan. You'll also get free shipping, a 60-day money-back guarantee, and easy financing options with a firm. So now's the time for you to try it out. It works. I love it. I do it twice. a day. I get a little teeter high off it. Remember, you can only get the Teeter Fit Spine Inversion Table for $100 off plus free shipping when you go to teeter.com slash dan. That's T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. Thanks, Teeter. appreciate you being part of the show. All right. So our final two segments from what part of this was hard, we warned them, if you do X, Y will happen, Y happens, and then all of a sudden, pun intended, the Obama administration is going, why? Of course they're not. They knew what happened. They just don't care. Meaning what? They're sociopaths? They knew this stuff would happen. We'd get an influx of people at the border illegally. The economy would crash. Government spending would go through the roof and people wouldn't go to work. And they did it anyway. They did. Again, are they sociopaths? Here's another one. We warned them, if you show weakness internationally, you will get cowardice from weak people who take advantage of weaker people. Folks, I'm no interventionist overseas. I think you know that. I ran for office objecting to the Afghanistan prolonged war over there, the Iraq war. Having said that, we can't sit back on our hands all the time either and ignore the entire global environment, or we may find ourselves on the receiving end of some very bad things. So the Trump administration made a point of cutting off aid to the Palestinians a long time ago because they won't disavow terror. Here's an article from Reuters. We said... You may want to get rid of that money you were giving to the Palestinians. Trump cuts more than $200 million in USA to Palestinians, David Brunstrom and Reuters. Yeah, it was a good idea. I support that. You may not like it. You may not agree with it. That's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. But Trump said, you guys may want to disavow the whole terror thing. When you do, maybe we'll give you some more cash. Well, what happened when Trump showed strength overseas? Well, we got this. By Michael Goodwin, New York Post. Middle East peace deals were Trump's mission impossible made possible. Michael Goodwin, December 2020. Why? Because, folks, whether you like Trump or not, Trump was not messing around. If you were to replace the word sticking with another letter in the beginning and get rid of the ST, he wasn't sticking around, if you know what I mean. You don't disavow terror? How about we just cut off the funding? Don't move the embassy to uh, Jerusalem? Nah, we're going to do that. But there'll be an international war. Didn't see that coming. Why? Because they knew Trump wasn't sticking around, let's say. There'll never be a Middle East peace deal without the Palestinian issue being solved. Yeah, I think he got three. Was it Sudan, Bahrain, and UAE? Weird how that happens when you show strength. See, the odd part about showing strength, which is not odd at all to sane people, is when you show strength, you typically don't have to use strength. But when you show weakness, you then typically have to use strength. Kind of odd how that works, right? Remember that war we had under the Reagan administration with the Soviet Union, hundreds of millions dead? you remember that one? No, I don't either, because it didn't happen because Reagan wasn't Neville Chamberlain. He wasn't sticking around, if you know what I mean. Well, we warned the Biden administration that maybe strength's a good idea, so then we don't have to use strength, because weakness will be taken advantage of by people who are cowards, and then we will have to actually use strength. Reuters, what's happening now, Many of the liberals may be living in a cave. You may not know this, but we're on the verge of a war in the Middle East right now after the Trump peace deals, and now we've got Biden in office. Reuters, Israeli troops mass at Gaza border amid rocket fire, airstrikes, and clashes in Israel. Gosh, how did that happen? I don't know. Maybe we showed weakness. We're going to go back to the Iran deal. We're going to do another deal with the death to America crowd. Who exactly thought that was a good idea? If we have time at the end of the show today, by the way, I'll warn you why the Iranians want a nuclear bomb. And it's obvious they want to destroy America. It's a little more complicated than that. I hope they have time. If not, I'll get to it tomorrow. Here's our final what part of this was hard segment. If you do X, Y will happen. Sane people knew this. We warned them. If you keep the schools closed, kids won't learn. Folks, I'm really deeply sorry. I really am. I I just, there is so much going on right now that we have to be able to articulate the what Biden did, the what, and the how he did it with the result. And although this all seems obvious, I'm telling you there are reasonable people out there on the Democrat side left, some, not a lot, but some, who, maybe, if they see this displayed in a common sense fashion like this, will be like, gosh, they're right. They did warn about this stuff and it did happen. And maybe we should stop doing what we're doing. So, more of why after X doesn't happen. On the school issue, Yahoo News, Rory Cooper, February 2021. President Biden is keeping schools closed. We warned them, probably not a good idea. Schools closed, education, kids, learning stuff. Sounds like a good thing, right? Well, what happened? Well, why happened after X? Schools closed. Here's the why. USA Today. Students are falling behind in online school. Where's the COVID disaster plan to catch them up? The answer is there is none. There is none. The risk to kids from coronavirus is minuscule. I heard the actual pronunciation of that word, by the way, is minuscule. Um, I'm not kidding. I took a verbal advantage course. Everybody says minuscule law, so we're just going to roll with that. It's like gerrymandering. It's actually gerrymandering, and everybody says gerrymandering. But since everybody says it, I'm just going to roll with it to not create a controversy. So just a quick recap. What part of this was hard? You open the border, you get more illegal immigrants. You spend money you don't have, you get a lot of debt and a lot of inflation when you print more money. We're up to six already, even though it's only two. You give people government stimulus payments to not work, the people don't work. You show weakness overseas, weak people take advantage. You close the schools, the kids don't learn. The verdict is in, this administration's full of Idiots. All right, let's move on. Got a lot to get to, including this Arizona election. audit. You know what? Let me get to my um, my third sponsor because this is important stuff. I have a really, really good quality source in Arizona, by the way, an unimpeachable source on the 2020 election audit in Arizona, and some really nasty stuff has popped up, and yes, we will talk about it because I don't care what the left says, and I, unlike the left, prefer free and fair elections. You want free and fair elections, let's do voter ID and secure our ballots. Again, this isn't hard. I didn't even intend this as a what part of this was hard segment, but let's just add that in. When you ask for voter ID and you secure ballots and free and fair elections, what do you get? Shocker, you get free and fair elections. When you don't do it, you don't get free and fair elections. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Chamonix. They've extended their amazing Mother's Day sale for one more week. Now you have one more chance to get the greatest skincare products in the world at once-in-a-lifetime special promotion prices. Order the classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness and get the Jawline Treatment and Zotique Deep Correcting Serum absolutely free. It's a favorite in my house. And as a surprise Mother's Day gift, GenuCell will also include their legendary GenuCell XV Anti-Wrinkle Treatment and Moisturizer also free. That's three free gifts when you order today. Treat yourself to the greatest skincare products money can buy. Shamini promises you'll see results within 12 hours. Guaranteed or your money back. How do you get this deal? Go to genusell.com and enter my special promo code DAN40. That's DAN40 for an extra $40 off this crazy good sale. And as a special gift, every order is upgraded to free priority shipping. Three free gifts with your GenuCell order today. Don't wait. Call or click now. Call or click now. GenuCell.com. GenuCell.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Promo code DAN40. Check out. Thanks, Jen. All right, Arizona election audit update with an exclamation point in my handwritten notes here. Like I said, I have a very, very good source on this who has never fed me anything but the truth. So they're doing an audit into the election results from the 2020 presidential election in Arizona, which was a hair with tight election, and they're finding some really nasty stuff. So there were three big takeaways I'm getting from my friend, and some of it's gone out already this morning, so you can look at a lot of this yourself. But three big things they're finding. I'll get to two of them I can get through quickly. One I'm going to spend just a second on here. But first, there are people still not complying with subpoenas in the state of Arizona to produce a lot of this election information. Again, you have to ask yourself the question, if they're not complying with subpoenas, then why aren't they doing it? Is there something they're hiding? Because why wouldn't you comply with a subpoena if the election was free and fair? Again, I'm just asking questions. Is that okay? Are we allowed to do that? Journalists used to do that, but journalism died a long time ago. So that's issue number one, pretty simple. Pernicious, but simple. This one's very strange. Am I attributing malice to anything? I am not. I'm simply telling you that it is something worth asking questions about because it is strange, and it may have an innocent explanation. When I hear it, if it does have one, I will give it to you. I haven't heard it yet. Here is a screenshot of a database where certain files were deleted 10 days prior to the election audit. You can see the screenshot if you're watching our show on Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. You will see a number of X's near deleted files. Why were those files deleted? Again, ladies and gentlemen, is there a Fraud explanation to this? I can't tell you that. I don't know that. Is this worth asking questions? Um, If it was a Democrat and the results had flipped in Arizona, the reported results, right— And Trump had won Arizona, and the Democrats found a bunch of deleted election files in an audit. I can guarantee you it would be a national story. They'd blame the Russians, of course. Russians did it with Trump. Right, they would. But I promise you it would be a national story, and we'd be allowed, allowed air quotes to ask questions. Of course, no one allows me to do do what I want. So I'd like to find out what those deleted files were. Wouldn't you? And if we get an innocent explanation, happy to put it out in the show. But yeah, we'll continue to ask questions because... That's what we do. So that's issue number two. Issue number three is another serious one. There are heavy chain of custody issues going on right now in Arizona with these ballots. Missing documentation. Here's a big one. Disparities between the number of ballots in a batch and the total ballots reported on these pink slip reports. Folks, that sounds like kind of a problem. Is there an explanation? Maybe. I'd love to hear it. You would think, you know, journalists, again, journalism died a long time ago. You think real journalists would ask these questions. But no, you have to come here to get the truth. And if it has an innocent explanation, these disparities, I'd like to hear them. All right. Speaking of the uh, 2020 election and some of the fallout from it. Folks, just one more thing. Again, none of this is hard. I'm sorry to keep saying, but none of this is hard. The Democrats can't have it both ways, okay? You can't say on one hand, we don't want any voter ID, we want unsecured ballot boxes and massive numbers of ballots mailed out to people and we don't know where they're going, and then complain when Republicans say, hey, but that could lead to fraud and they want the fraud investigated or potential fraud. You can't have it both ways. And we're not going to play your game. Either support free and fair elections through voter ID, secured ballot boxes, and secure locations where people can vote, or shut up about, you guys want to look into fraud, you're making all this stuff up. We're not making it up. These are real questions. All right, moving on. Again, some of the fallout from the 2020 election. (laughs) This is not funny, but the media is in love. I wanted to get to this story yesterday. We were loaded up with uh, stories yesterday. The media is in love with the Liz Cheney story. Now, there's a reason... They're in love with the Liz Cheney story. Media, they're they're Pravda activists. We know that. This is not breaking news. There's no serious journalists left at many of the mainstream media outlets. You want to get serious journalism from nonpartisan journalists? They may be partisan in their lives, but not in their... Go to Glenn Greenwald, Matt Taibbi. You know, even at, at T.A. Franks had done some decent work on the Spygate stuff. These are people actually told the truth, despite whatever their personal partisan leanings would be. Expecting journalism from the New York Times and Washington Post is a total, complete waste of your time. Why are they in love with the Liz Cheney story? What's the Liz Cheney story? Liz Cheney is a failed uh, Republican who has taken a leadership position in, in Congress. I think she had the third highest post in Congress and has used that position to waste her time bashing Trump and basically Trump's supporters. I'm not suggesting, by the way, that anyone in the Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen, should never question Donald Trump or anything. I have. There were policies the Donald Trump administration engaged in. I didn't agree with and I said it on the show. Some of you didn't like it. That's okay. I will never lie to you. But that's not what Liz Cheney did. Liz Cheney and that whole cabal were knee-deep in the PP hoax and all this other stuff, and she used most of her time to bash Donald Trump and isn't concerned about the fraud or possible fraud, or potential fraud that's been uncovered or may be uncovered in the 2020 election because she just wants to bash Donald Trump. So therefore, you may want to get out of leadership. Here's Liz Cheney yesterday, who again, despite what I just told you, the immigration crisis, the inflation crisis, the spending crisis, the STEMI crisis, the weakness crisis, the Israel crisis, the school crisis, and the coronavirus crisis, Liz Cheney has one goal. You have to fix this? Immigration, spending, inflation, The Israel situation, the coronavirus, that's our goal, right? No, no, that's not our goal. Here's Liz Cheney's goal. Check this out. Uh, I uh, will do uh, everything I can to ensure uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. We have seen the danger uh, that he continues to provoke with his language. Uh, We have seen his lack of commitment and dedication to the Constitution. Uh, And I think it's very important that we make sure whomever we elect is somebody who will be faithful to the Constitution. Okay, so this is this fraud. This is her concern right now. So Trump largely fixed, not solved, but fixed the immigration crisis. It was manageable. We had a government spending issue. I'll give the Democrats that under Trump. But we, had, we didn't have an inflation issue. That's just hard numbers, you know, facts and stuff. Government stimulus payments. We, didn't have, we had, what, 3% unemployment before the coronavirus uh, crisis hit under Trump. We had Middle East peace deals. We had a bunch of school choice measures going on. Kids were back in school, and he supported getting kids back in school. But Liz Cheney's not interested in that. She wants all that gone. Her sole focus is keeping Trump out of office. She's allegedly a Republican. Clown. Clown. Reminds me of a... Can I tell a quick story? Do I have permission from the staff to tell a story? Okay, thumbs up. Joe, can I tell a story? Is that okay? Yeah, man. Go ahead. Okay, thanks, buddy. Joe's giving me permission. I have to ask. So when I was uh, working a shift at the White House one day, one of the VP guys, the vice president, you know, they're not at the White House all the time. So you don't see him. He came up to me and uh, we were just chatting a little bit. We probably shouldn't have been. um, I, But I was chatting with him. Still have my eyes on the target like this. Right. But uh, he said to me that Dick Cheney, when he was the congressman from Wyoming, you know, Liz Cheney's dad, that uh, he, he used to go knock on doors in Wyoming, you know, to run for office and say, you know, hey, I'm running for office. You know, my name is Dick Cheney. Keep in mind, he's the incumbent congressman. He was a congressman for a while there. So he would knock on doors. This is his story, by the way, Cheney's story, not mine. Uh, he would tell it publicly. I'm not sharing state secrets. He would tell the story at events. But it goes to show you, like, the whole Cheney crew here. And Dick Cheney would knock on the doors and say, hey, I'm running for office for Congress. My name is Dick Cheney. And the people would answer the door, and they would say, oh, good, you're running for Congress. That guy we have now is like a real tool. It <laughs> It was him. <laughs> His story, not mine. His story. That's his story. <laughs> so the media loves Liz Cheney now, despite calling her dad a war criminal, jarring cartoons with him with fangs and blood on his face. Dick Cheney, war, war crime. Ah. But now they love her. Why? What are the two reasons? Well, number one, it's a distraction from the immigration, government spending, inflation, stimmies, weakness, and school closure crisis Joe Biden's going through right now. We can just talk about the crisis in the Republican Party and said, there's no crisis. Nobody likes Liz Cheney. There's no crisis. Here's Liz Cheney. Here's everyone else. There's no crisis. It's not, here's the circle of Liz Cheney supporters. Here's the circle. Here's the circle of Liz Cheney supporters. Here's the circle of everyone else. There's no crisis. But the media loves it because they don't have to talk about the immigration, STEMIs, spending, weakness, Israel, school closures, and everything else crisis going on under Biden. They get to waste their time talking about Republicans. Secondly, the media wants this because they would love nothing more than this. New York Times, over 100 clowns, kidding, it says Republicans, but they are clowns, over 100 clown Republicans, including former officials, threaten to split from the GOP. Oh, the media would love that. Third party? What have I told you about third party? Why For you regular listeners, quiz. Quiz. Quiz time. Quiz time. Why will third parties never work in the United States? Because, ladies and gentlemen, we do not have a system of proportional representation. We have a win-or-go-home system. In other words, if you had a third, a fourth, or a fifth party on a ballot in a congressional district... The guy who, or woman who gets the most votes wins. Everyone else goes home. Around the world, that system doesn't exist. It exists in some places, but in many, it doesn't. They have proportional representation, meaning if the Republicans get 30% of the vote, they get 30% of the seats. The Democrats get 20%, they get 20% of seats. The Libertarians get 10, they get 10% of seats. The Communists get 1%, they get 1% of the seats. That's not the way our system works. You have a third party on the ballot running as fake Republicans. They take votes away from real Republicans, and the Republicans lose. There's no second place. There's no silver medal. There's no bronze. So what better way for the media to sabotage the conservative movement than to have foster an environment where Liz Cheney and others splinter off to take away votes in congressional districts and with the presidency from actual... Republicans, who don't spend their entire day concerned about Donald Trump. And by the way, it'll never work in the electoral college either, because if there was a serious third party, you would never get to 270 electoral votes, no one. So what happens if no one gets to 270 in a presidential election? Conservatives, you know this, the liberals are thinking, I don't know, I've never read the Constitution. Well, what happens is it goes to the House of Representatives, where the states all get one vote. You think those states and those delegations that are Republican and Democrat, there's no third party representation? You think they're going to vote for a third party? Of course not. You have no chance of winning. Liz Cheney. She triages her needs, and number one need right now. Not solve any of these problems. Cater to the media, kiss their butts, the same media that hated her, and make sure a third-party division, uh, a third-party starts, which divides the Republican. But great job. Media loves this story. They don't have to talk about Biden at all. All right, moving on. Personal favor to ask, ladies and gentlemen, personal favor. And I've got a Republican's pounce, and I've also got uh, the language wars continues. It's been an evergreen topic on my show. So this came out yesterday from a website uh, called The Writing. Pretty good site, They track conservative websites podcasts and the like and i saw this they got this from Castbox, and it has the top conservative podcast but it's ranked by number of subscriptions not the number of listens so it's different it's kind of like subscribing to a magazine but not reading it i want people to read the magazine i don't care if they subscribe or not you go buy it at a newsstand whatever but subscriptions is still a fair proxy for interest so number one's ben shapiro ben's always uh, been number one he's got the top podcast forever he has 416,000 subscriptions, and he gets 30 an astonishing 31 million plays. That's a lot. So based on subscriptions, Bill O'Reilly's number two. Steve Crowder, who's a friend of mine, is number three. And I'm number four, so we have 81,000 subscriptions, which is really nice. The issue here is we are actually the number two show. We're number four in subscriptions, but we're the number two show based on plays, which, candidly, is all I care about. I just want you to listen to the show. Whether you're subscribed or not is helpful, but... I'd rather you play the show and listen and not subscribe than subscribe and not play. You get what I'm saying? So I have a personal favor, if you wouldn't mind. It's just a request. Of course, no obligation necessary at all. We are lagging a little bit in subscriptions, but we have an astonishing 5.6 million plays going on on our show. That ranks us number two by far, right behind uh, Ben. Well, Ben's at 30. Ben's just got a crazy good audience. But I'm proud of that. So what's the ask? Well, we don't do a lot of marketing, folks. We should, but we don't. I don't like jamming things down your throat because you don't owe me anything. I owe you a great show. You owe me nothing. But I would deeply appreciate it. However you listen, Spotify, Apple, however you listen, Amazon, whatever. I, people have different forms. I can't tell you where to listen to the show. Would you please click that subscribe button? It's free. But we really like to bump that up because not it's not a vanity project. There's a reason behind it. The subscriptions, even they're all free when you click that button, are what help you move up these charts, and it's how you become discoverable on these platforms. That's how you get recommended shows. It's not a vanity project, I promise you. It's really an effort for us to kind of get the show out there, get some more plays, and the subscriptions, follows whatever you want to call them really help. Rumble, Apple, uh, you know, these aren't friendly platforms, but if you're going to listen on there, we'd appreciate the help Spotify and others. That's it. That's all I have. So please subscribe. I would really appreciate it. It would mean a lot to me. Thank you. Sorry to bother you with nonsense like that, but it does keep our marketing costs down and we try to keep a lean operation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, own the language and you own the debate, right? We've said that from day one. Why liberals figured out a long time ago, That if you own the contours of the language, you can impart a stigma on people, and therefore there's no need to debate. Think about it, right? Liberals have changed the definition of words and terms throughout the years. Changed them randomly, no good reason behind it. I'll get to one of them in a second. Remember sexual preference versus sexual orientation? Remember that? It happened during the Amy Coney Barrett hearing for her nomination for the Supreme Court. Do you remember Amy Coney Barrett? I forget that. I get so confused with the liberal change in language. I honestly don't remember. I'll get to it in a second. But she said something like sexual preference. And they were like, that's homophobic or whatever. And everybody was like, what? That term's been around forever. What are you talking about? The left does this because language is a weapon to them. And if they can change the rules of the language mid-match, mid-game, and you're caught off guard, they don't have to win a debate with you because they can just stigmatize you and call you homophobic when you have nothing of the sort. It's happening again right now. Remember this, own the language and you own the debate every single time. Own the language, the debate is over. Merriam-Webster, on their online site, apparently changed the definition of the term anti-vaxxer. Now an anti-vaxxer noun used to mean someone who was against vaccinations. Whatever reason you have for that, that's you, you do you. The term noun anti-vaxxer never ever meant people opposed to laws about vaccination. That never meant that ever. But Merriam-Webster needs to, of course, stigmatize people who dare oppose nanny government and nanny government laws. You better get a vaccine, Tommy. So now to change the language and stigmatize you, if you dare say, you know, whether you're for or against vaccines, I'm for them or I'm against them, whatever it may be. But I don't think the government should be involved in that. It's kind of a personal choice. My body, my choice. Remember the abortion advocates? There's no debate because they can go anti-vaxxer, anti-vaxxer. And you say, well, no, that doesn't mean that. You may say, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm just anti-government. No, no, no. Merriam-Webster says you're an anti-vaxxer. Look right here. Here's the new definition, anti-vaxxer. Check this out. Definition of anti-vaxxer. A person who opposes vaccination. Or laws that mandate vaccination? <laughs> Crazy! How they just threw that in there? That yeah, they just threw that right there? How they just threw that in there? Or laws that mandate vaccination? You're you're an anti-vaxer. That's, that's really strange. What if you're a person out there who s- thinks vaccines are generally a pretty good thing, and you just don't like the government getting involved? In your- you're an anti-vaxer. You're an. Anti- Merriam-Webster said so. Merriam-Webster, which is, again, we used to think dictionaries were non-partisan. Everything's partisan now. Everything is partisan. Disney movies are partisan. The dictionary's partisan. Remember this gem? Here's what I was talking about before. USA Today, Ryan Miller. Merriam-Webster dictionary updates sexual preference entry after Amy Coney hearing. Remember that? She said the term sexual preference, and it was like, A slur? It was updated to be some kind of a slur? And everybody was like, it did? Like, I don't think it was ever a slur. People use that term all the time. No, you're definitely homophobic. I am? Like, that's news to me. Of course it's news to you, because they don't want to debate you. They just want to stigmatize you so the debate's over before it ever starts. All right, let me get to my uh, last sponsor, and then we'll wrap up the show. Posting some Ws. We're going to start posting Ws, because I don't want to leave you in a bed. What are Ws? If you're never on social media, W's and L's, wins and losses. We're going to start posting some wins, because we need to, because we're all going to go crazy if we don't start posting wins soon. I got a few wins that happened, uh, and uh, they'll be in the show notes today as well. Folks, you may be noticing, i stay on the mic here, but you see this behind me? You're watching on Rumble? This is my new X chair, which I adore. This thing is great. Listen, I never had it, you know, an office chair before that, that was really anything special. I always had those kind of crappy ones you get at like, the local hardware store. They sent me one of these X chairs. This thing is amazing. It's got a little button right here on the back. There you go. Ah, you get a little massage in the back there. Yeah. Charge that baby up. You sit for hours, and get a massage. It's Never been so comfortable. The secret's not only their patented dynamic variable lumbar support, which offers, you know, really solid lumbar support for my lower back, which you know gets rough. But now thanks to their X-HMT technology, I can get a heat massage therapy treatment too while sitting in my X chair. Can your chair do that? Instead of that old rinky-dink chair I had, I look forward to spending hours sitting in this bad boy with the ultimate therapeutic massager. Nice. The XHMT delivers heat and massage technology right to my core. Helps increase blood flow, muscle recovery, and energy, all perks that make working from home a joy. It even has four different massage modes and fast-warming heat technology for therapy when I'm sore, which is often. You won't believe the X-chair difference until you actually feel the X-chair difference for yourself. Trust me. This is the luxury supercar. Of office chairs. x chairs on sale now for $100 off. How do you get this great deal? Go to xchairbongino.com today. That's the letter X-Chair, B-O-N-G-I-N-O.com. Or call 1-844-4X-Chair. X-Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort. You can finance your purchases for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairbongino.com and use code XWheels for free X-Wheel blade casters, which I have on this bad boy here. XchairBungino.com. You're going to sit in it, then you might as well get the best. Xchairbongino.com. Okay. Posting some Ws, folks. Posting some Ws. We need some wins. Things will change, I promise you, on a very serious note. I'm super optimistic about the country. I know, listen, sometimes it drives you crazy. I get that. Ah, Dan, stop being so optimistic. I am. I, I know the fight ahead. I just told you the fight ahead. But I'm not giving up. I'm telling you, folks, I've been reading this book. You've got to read it. Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. It's a transformative. Paula read it in one airplane ride. I'm not kidding. It's the story of this guy and his experience uh, in the concentration camps during World War II. You think our life is tough right now? You'll throw that right out of the window after you read this book. 24-hour-a-day beatings, sleeping on wooden planks with lice and human excrement. Being fed gruel uh, on no, what 500 calorie diet, burning 3,000 calories a day, doing hard labor in the freezing cold with uh, barely any clothing on, yeah, that's that's bad. What we're going through right now sucks. It is nothing, nothing like people who really, really suffered. I think of that. I think of the story of you know Valley Forge. Soldiers eating their shoe leather because they were starving to death. We'll get this back. We'll get this back. We'll get this back. Here's some W's. They may be small, but they're worth your time. Folks, the heat is working. And when I say the heat, your activism. You know critical racism theory? It's been in the news a lot lately. You know, the racist theory that teaches white people that they're really horrible. And that they should basically apologize for being white, which sounds kind of racist to me. Judging people by their race equals maybe even a Merriam-Webster. I'm not sure. That equals racism. Well, is judging white people because they're white racist? Of course it's racist. So apparently Disney, which is supposed to do like entertainment stuff, had some kind of critical racism training, you know, critical racist training where they, Teach people how to be racist. Well, due to the embarrassment and humiliation, I'm hearing a rumor, and uh, I have a screenshot from it, Hat Tip Social Media, that Disney's website, you notice that you can see the picture up on our Rumble, site under maintenance, they have deleted the critical racism training from their website, which is, uh, which is pretty good. We probably shouldn't be teaching people to be racist. I just thought that was a bad idea. I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. Got to post some W's. We can do this stuff, too, you know, Libs. We're figuring out how to organize. Just like you. You were always better at it. We're getting pretty good, too. You know the NBA? The Woketarians at the NBA? They don't really care about China. Communist Party, Uyghurs, imprisonment, torture, political imprisonment, civil rights. They don't care about that. You know, they do business with China all the time. The NBA has to comment on the United States all the time, though. What a crap country it is. You know, you got people like LeBron, LeBron James, doxing a police officer for doing his job, LeBron. Yeah, real hero, LeBron. Whatever happened to Michael Jordan, by the way? Michael Jordan was like, Republicans buy shoes too. Like, can we play basketball and stop getting involved in politics? Whatever happened to that? Well, <laughs> here's what happened. Breitbart, Warner Todd Houston. NBA ratings crashed 13%, continuing their steep decline. Nice. Nice work. Yes, Nice work. Why are we watching this at all? They should be down 100%, like no one watching. You want to tell us we're all idiot, deplorable smellies? Okay, great. We're just not going to watch you. Maybe you're the idiot, deplorable smellies. Maybe you are. Couple Ws. All right, here's our last story, and I got to rock and roll for the day. (laughs) You know my favorite thing? We have a new production staff for the radio show coming up. So, you know, Joe can kind of read my mind. He's getting there quite quickly. Paula, of course, can read my mind. She can read a lot. Of She's been around a long time. So uh, I love these stories. When you see them, please email us. Our website's uh, our, our email's up at bongito.com because we love to see them. You know the Republicans pound stories? We love those. What are Republicans pound stories? I'm speaking actually to my, my new uh, buddy, Jim, who's going to be running the, to the radio show for us. I said, whenever you see these, send them over. Republicans pounce, (laughs) Republicans seize, whatever their stories are stories about absolute abject Democrat failures where the media doesn't want to write about the Democrat failure. So in order to distract you from the Democrat failure, they write the story about the Republican response to the Democrat failure. It's worded various ways, but when you see it, I promise you can never unsee it. It'll say Republicans pounce on X. Republicans seize what? Here's the latest one. Sean Sullivan, Washington Post. Biden administration struggles to limit the political damage from the gas shortage. Look at the subheadline. Republicans have seized on the crisis to attack President Biden's energy policy. What is This is hilarious. Biden's in charge. There's no gas in the southeast. That's kind of an issue. What is the Republican seizing or pounds have to do with the story? The answer is nothing. It's just the Washington Post wants to write a story about Republicans knowing the is really about Democrats. When you see them, Republicans pounce, Republicans seize. You will never, ever unsee them. Send them our way. We love them. We try to run one every week or every couple of weeks. All right, folks, I'm going to roll. Thanks again for st- uh, tuning in. I deeply appreciate it. Again, apologize for the sound yesterday. Should be nice and clean and tight yesterday. We got a bunch of pros working on it, but I owe you that. We owe you the best show out there. We never, ever dial it in. and. Again, a a couple of quick asks. Again, if you don't mind, I hate to be redundant. Please set your DVR. June 5th, Saturday nights at 10 o'clock. The Dan Borgino Show on the Fox News Channel, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Obviously, p.m. We're going to take over where Greg Gutfeld was. And if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe to our show, um, whatever platform you use, Spotify, Apple, Amazon. I can't tell you where to listen. I just I'm honored you listen at all. Uh, Rumble, of course, we would really, really appreciate it. Those subscriptions really help uh, help us get our message out there. Thanks so much for your patience with us while we get ready for the big launch of the radio show in a couple weeks. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.